Welcome to The Checkout. We catch up with previous Add to Cart guests and ask them five quick questions to get to know them better and leave you with a little extra inspiration to get you through your Friday. Today's Checkout features Frank Nessie, co-founder of Commistry. Commistry is a digital platform that integrates, enriches, and synchronizes data from multiple business systems for retailers. They currently manage over 150 brands, close to 10 million SKUs, and process more than 20 million order transactions every year for clients like Kogan, The Iconic, and Amazon. Frank, welcome to the checkout. We have five quick questions. We've learned a lot about what you and the team at Commistry are doing around product and inventory data. We're going to learn a little bit more about you. Five questions. Number one, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever bought online? Oh, I'm going to be a boring, bland man here. I haven't bought anything weird other than running the products, but I'll give you a weird experience. I got a notification from my Australia Post, lo- my Australia Post locker that I had a parcel arrive, something I never ordered. So I was curious to go and pick it up and open it up, and it was a pink cashmere scarf from China. And I still <laughs> to this very day don't know where it come from, who sent it to me. So there Did you, you return go. it? What did you do with it? I think we donated to uh, the Smith family. <laughs> Couldn't even pass it off as a as a nice loving gift from a husband. No, my wife says no. It's not my style. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're lucked out there. All right, number two. Who is your favourite retailer? Bit of a tricky question, given how many you're working with. Oh, that's unfair if I'd say who's my favourite retailer. I think the retailer that is really using the power of our platform. Well, I wouldn't say one, two of them from a product data perspective will be Bird's Nest and Adore Beauty. And I think Adore Beauty is actually really punching above the weight when it comes to headless commerce. Um, very smart team there putting it all together. Is there anything you can tell us about Adore Beauty? Because obviously we ask this question to a lot of our guests and Adore Beauty comes up often and they're at the pinnacle of e-commerce in Australia. And especially from a front end and a customer experience and customer loyalty, it all makes sense. You can see that. But is there anything that they're doing in the back end in terms of making sure the data works, the inventory's there, that people would be surprised by? I just think it's simply centralization and smart management of data, whether it be product information, whether it be video content, whether it be inventory, it's just uh, they know the importance of data and they've got some good team members that bring it all together and manage it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so giving a shit about inventory and where it is and how you manage it. It's probably pretty Correct. important. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put words in your mouth. Um, number three, <laughs> which e-commerce practice do you wish was history? The one that I think is where retailers think that their back-end system is the be-all and end-all. It's got to do everything and thinking that tools like Commistry are just simply an integrator and there's still a lot of functions and features missing in that back-end system and it's holding the retailer back from being a better retailer than they can be. And does this often happen with retailers who are hanging on for dear life with legacy back-end platforms rather than taking the time to upgrade them along the way? I think it happens with both legacy and modern. Even with modern applications, they get themselves in this trap of they pay for a lot of customization to make that back-end system do more than what it should be doing. Yeah. And we talked a lot about that in the main episode around sticking to, to the guardrails because the guardrails are there for a reason. Number four. 
Can you recommend a book or a podcast that our listeners should immediately get into? So I get inspired by listening to people's stories, their history, and the two podcasts that is how, how I built this, and it was Melanie Perkins and the duo from Atlassian. Listen to their stories, you know. In the case of Melanie Perkins, she learned uh, windsurfing to be able to get in front of the head guy at Blackbird to get him to listen to the story. I think that was amazing. And the guys from Atlassian use their credit cards to fund the business for many, many months or many years, actually. And to become what it is today is just a phenomenal story. Both of them are phenomenal strain stories. Great examples and brilliant podcast. And we'll put links to both of those in the show notes as well. Last question I have for you. Finish this sentence. The future of retail is? Being able to serve consumers in a timely manner with up-to-date information about your products, where they're located, and how to get them in a timely manner. Beautiful. It's a theme that keeps coming through. We had it in our chat, but we've had it in a few chats before this around being customer-focused and customer-obsessed, but you can't do that without having visibility and accuracy over your product data. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, thank you so much for joining us on The Checkout. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it again. To hear more from Frank, jump back into episode 200, where Frank shares the importance of understanding business processes when designing tech solutions. He also talks about how to navigate real-time or near-real-time inventory and shares his learnings from scaling commistry and going international. Thanks for listening, and until next time, Keep adding to cart.